0: Hey, hey, hey y'all, what's going on? It's me, your girl, Internet, and I want to welcome you to episode eight of Boss Talk Conversation, where every time we meet, we have a conversation that will support you and bossing up in some area of your life, so I'm so happy that you could join me today I really, really appreciate it. Whether you are a new listener or you have listened to some of my previous episodes, I truly, truly appreciate you. And now it's time to boss up. So today, y'all, in today's conversation, I wanted to join the conversation. And I wanted to talk about homeschooling. Y'all know I have two kids. I have a nine-year-old and I also have a three-year-old. And just like most of the world, my children are engaging or participating in home schooling and y'all i am so 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 excited i'm so excited to be in control of my children's education i am so excited to be the teacher in my children's lives um down to when they wake up in the morning down to their education like i am the master of their lives and i really really love it um I'm looking forward to this school year, I really, really am, and um, I really wanted to do a podcast episode because I really wanted to share, first of all, you know, why I decided to homeschool because my reason for homeschooling is different from most. A lot of people were forced into this homeschooling situation, but not me. So I wanted to share my experiences and why I decided to homeschool my children and then I also wanted to share what I did to prepare for homeschooling. What did I do to prepare to homeschool my children and then last but not least, I want to leave with some advice. I want to leave you with some advice that's going to support the parents who are entering this space, whether you are new to this or true to this, I definitely want to just you know, leave off with some words of encouragement that's going to support you in bossing up in this area because at the end of the day y'all, we are in this together and I know, like, I'm looking on social media, I'm, I'm having conversations with people and I know that it's some parents out here that are really, really excited. I know it's some parents out here that are really, really excited but then I also know it's some parents out here that are stressing. You're stressing and First of all, I empathize with you. I really, really do. Um, I empathize with you because I, I know what it's like to trying to figure out how you're gonna really school your children and go to work, and you're not even an educator. Like that's not something that you signed up for. So I empathize with that, and that's why I want to share some some advice at the end that can support you in um, overcoming this challenge that you are facing. Because it's hard and I know and I get that. So to get started, or before I get started, I wanna um I wanna clarify some things. So I wanna let you know that there is a difference between homeschooling and virtual learning. So some of us are participating in virtual learning, some of our children are participating in virtual learning, and then some of our children are participating in homeschooling. I think I want to clarify this so that some of us can really look at our situation for what it is and you know be thankful be grateful or just so you can know so first and foremost there's this thing called virtual learning so virtual learning is When your child is, you and your child, right, has a partnership with the school, and your school is providing you with laptops, your school is providing you with curriculum, your school is providing you with teachers to teach the curriculum, you can report to the administration if you have a problem, or whatever the case may be, but that's virtual learning when you are in partnership with the Department of Education to provide, um, to provide education for your child. Now, we have homeschooling. Now, homeschooling is when the parent takes full control of their child's education. They take full control of their child's education. So, there is no partnership with the the Department of Education. There is no partnership with a private school. Um, there is nobody providing you with the curriculum unless you pay for it yourself. Um, there is no, um, no one to answer to. You are, as the parent, you are the one developing the curriculum and creating the learning modules and everything that goes with educating your child. You are choosing the subjects that your child learns. So... With homeschooling, the responsibility is solely on you. With virtual learning, you are in partnership with the school and the school does carry most of the responsibility. Um, And that's important for us to know, that's important for us to differentiate so you can know what's going on in your household and you can know how to hold other people accountable for what's going on in your household, right? So that's the difference between virtual learning and homeschooling. Now I wanted to get into why I decided to homeschool. So I decided to homeschool for a few reasons. First and foremost, my experience in the public school world. So I don't want to talk bad about public school because I am a product of public school. I went to Head Start and I graduated 12th grade from public school. And I did very well for the most part like I mean I'm doing very well now for the most part but that's a whole nother story a whole different day but you know I am a product of the public school experience so of course naturally I put my son in public school so he started out in head start as well so if you're not familiar with head start head start is it's, it's a daycare it's early education where children who are beginning at age three, if you receive like benefits, food stamps, Medicaid, things of that order, your child is eligible to go to Head Start. So I was eligible, I was on food stamps. So my son, he started his education in Head Start. And I liked it for the most part. They did this thing called play learning and I didn't get it then as much as I get it now. And I definitely appreciated play learning because it was teaching them how to be independent. And I appreciated that. Um, Outside of that though, education is something that's been really, really big in my family, all the way down from when I was a child, so of course, naturally, when I have my first son, you know, I'm we reading, we going over the alphabet, he's writing, he's doing numbers, he's doing all this stuff. So when he starts going to school outside of Head Start, when it's like first kindergarten and first grade, he's going to school and they're sending stuff home. And I'm like, hold up, this is, this stuff is really, really infantile compared to, compared to what my son has already learned, compared to what, you know, we learned at home. So when he got into, I believe it was first grade, It was first grade. When he got into first grade, I decided that I wanted to take him out of the public school system because I felt like he, first of all, he was getting bored. Um, It was a lot of times when he was finishing his work early and, you know, they didn't supplement him with extra work. He was just sitting there and he didn't like that he would come home and he would talk about that. So I took him out of the public school system. For that reason, because I needed him to be challenged. So then, after taking him out of the public school system, I I enrolled him into private school. So for second and third grade, he went to um, private school. Now, with private school, when I first, when he first. Started private school. I really really was for it because I was really excited about the curriculum I was really excited about you know the exposure What he was going to be exposed to and how you know the critical thinking aspects of the curriculum because I'm a big person of thinking however Once I got there, you know It was if I'm gonna be frank with y'all like it was an all-white school basically I think it was like 2% of the school was black and I already felt some type of way like entering that type of school system because I'm black power all day. I love my black people, but I just wanted my son to have a different type of education. So I was kind of apprehensive about that, but I said, you know what? I'm going to step outside of my comfort zone and I'm going to allow my son to be in this environment. Now, in the first year, it was cool. The first year was cool. I liked the teacher. I did notice that, you know, white teachers and black teachers are different okay when my son was in the public school he had a black teacher he had black female teachers and they did not play when i went to the pub when we went to the private school he had white teachers and i didn't like well the second grade teacher she was okay she was cool because after we had a conversation with her and i told her what i expect of her and how she has to get through to my son she listened and it worked right third grade year talking to the teacher i felt a whole different type of vibe from this teacher i really Let's, talking to my son, him sharing with me his experiences. I really felt like he was, um, he was a victim of implicit bias. It would be times where I would, like, during Black History Month, I'm noticing, you know, we they have a Facebook page, so I'm noticing, like, on their Facebook page, they pay homage to all these other holidays, but come of Black History Month, how come I don't see Happy Black History Month on your um social media? And you know that you have black students in the class. You know that you have black parents on this page. So, what did I do? I commented. I wrote the administrator of the page. First of all, it's February. You need to um, pay homage or say at least something about Black History Month. Don't do that. Don't, you know, don't ask nobody out. And I don't know if it was on purpose or not. But one of the things that I didn't want to do was I did not want to be in an environment where I felt like I had to advocate all the time for my son's education. him to be treated you know for you i didn't feel like i wanted to you know have to advocate so much to try to teach you how to teach my child i didn't want that it was too much it was too much it was it wasn't good for my psyche and i felt like i'm what am i paying for and then they had these curriculums or they're learning about like stuff and like history and all this other stuff and I'm just like this does not this is not true this is false and I and I just wanted to teach my son the truth I really wanted to teach my son the truth so that's why I also wanted to homeschool my children I wanted to homeschool my children and I, one of the things I also noticed like with the private school well in the public school my son he was moving too fast or he was ahead of the game but in a private school they were moving too fast to the point where he was not retaining the information but they wanted him to get it get it get it and then when we did when we were home last year at the end of the year we did at home learning when COVID first hit when he's home and we're doing this learning i'm realizing yo what are you learning like you wasn't even learning nothing you're not even retaining this information but i'm paying this money for you to go to the school And no, I don't like it. So that was another reason why I decided to homeschool my children. And But last but not least, most importantly, is that school-to-prison pipeline. I do not want my children to be in an environment that is pushing them to go to jail, honestly. Because once I told myself that I was going to take my son out of the private school, I was going to put him back into public school or charter school or something of that sort. So I'm looking at these schools, I'm looking at um, what's around me, and honestly and truly I didn't want my son to be involved in none of the schools. I felt like I could do a better job than all the schools. Like I didn't want my son to be in environments where people are not happy to teach or people aren't passionate about their jobs. I don't know. I don't know what's going on in the public school system these days. Um, But I just know that I didn't want my son to be in an environment, especially, you know, they say that, you know, they're building jails off of third and fourth grade test scores. My son is in the fourth grade. My son will be in the fourth grade this year. And one of the things I don't want to happen as it pertains to my son's education or my daughter's education, I don't want them to not be excited about learning. You know, because when you are not excited about learning, you get excited about other things. And there was a study that was done that stated that students who do not read on their grade level are more likely to drop out, use drugs, or go to jail. And a lot of times in the public school si- system, these children, are on their, especially young boys, they're not even reading on their grade level, which means that the school-to-jail pipeline is real. And I just wanted to give my son a chance. I didn't want my son to be in an environment where he could have the opportunity to potentially be distracted by foolishness as the the older and older that he gets. So I said, I'm going, you know, because I'm home, because I work for myself, because, you know, I am self-employed, I can, you know, I can do this. I can educate my son. I can do it, and I always had a, um, always wanted to teach. I always wanted to teach. I went to school for college. When I first went to school, before I changed my major to social work, my first major was elementary education, K through six. So I always had a passion for teaching. Always had a had a passion for educating the youth, especially black youth. So I'm just starting with my own children, you know, and I'm definitely living out my. My vision I just didn't think that it would I would be homeschooling my kids. I thought I would be a teacher but I'm still a teacher so it worked out right So those are some reasons why I decided to homeschool my children and some of people have wanted to know like okay internet you're homeschooling your child your children now but what did you have to do to prepare? To homeschool your children. So I had to do a few things. So first and foremost, I had to have that conversation with myself. Y'all know I'm a real big advocate for talking to yourself. I feel as though you know you the most, right? So me and myself, we had to have a conversation and I had to say to myself, and myself said, hmm. And then I said, yo, self, are we really going to do this? Are we really going to commit to homeschooling Zaire? Are we really going to commit to homeschooling Genesis? But for- school year 2020 to 2021 and I meditated on a little bit and myself responded and we said yes we are gonna do this this is something that we wanted to do and we're going to get it done because it's important for the growth of my children it's important for the success of my children right so that was the first thing I did I had a conversation with myself and then once we decided I had to register my school so with homeschooling I had to take my son out of his private school had to get the transcripts and all that I had to sign up online to um, sign up for the homeschool portal turn in my transcripts I had to do all that so each state is different I'm from Delaware it was very a simple process but depending on your state I would tell you to go on to like the Department of Education website and look for homeschooling for your state and see what's required for your state and get on it it wasn't really a um, a hard process at all so that was one of the technical things that we had to do was to um that was one of the technical things that we had to do was to register the school and then y'all last but not well not last but not least but then the next thing I did was I had to go on YouTube I had to go on YouTube so you all know YouTube is my favorite favorite spot I watch videos on YouTube. I watch videos on curriculums. I watch videos on the day in the life of homeschool moms and their kids. I listened out for like best practices, things that I could implement at home, things that I thought would work for me in my home. So that was some of the things that I did to um, prepare for homeschooling. I also joined a lot, a lot, a lot of Facebook groups on on Facebook. So There was ones for my state, so it was like Homeschool for Delaware. I joined that group, but the groups that I joined that I got the most joy out of was the African-American Homeschoolers. I love all those type of groups. It's like many, many, many groups that are dedicated to African-American homeschool families, and it's so beautiful. So after being in that group and by being in that group, I was able to connect with some moms some moms who've been homeschooling their children for years so with this one mom that i connected with she linked me with another group of moms so now on sundays we meet on zoom and we get to debrief and we get to talk about You know, some things that we are implementing in our homeschool, and we also share tips, tools, and strategies that will support us in being better homeschool moms. And it's just a time for us to let our hair down. I was just so happy that I was able to, you know, find this group of women. To connect with so I don't feel as though I'm alone so it's like it's very important when you're trying something new it's very important to like find your people to, to join a network of people that's gonna support you in in doing your best, honestly. That's going to support you and doing your best, support you in not failing because it can it can be overwhelming trying something new. And especially if you feel as though you're by yourself, it's easier for you to fail. It's easier for you to get overwhelmed. And I don't want that to happen to you. So definitely, you know, find a good group of people that you can connect with that's going to support you and being the best and doing your best during this time. And Facebook groups have been awesome for me um also I had to have a conversation with my son so I had a conversation with my son and I asked him how he felt about being homeschooled and he said that he thought it would be a challenging situation he said mom I think it's gonna be challenging but I'm looking forward to it but he also said that one of the challenges that he thinks that he was gonna have the most problem with was socializing he was gonna miss socializing with with his friends And that's something that I truly, truly understand. You know, you're in fourth grade, you're a child, you want to socialize, you want to make friends. And that's one of the best things about school. So one of the things that I did to combat that was, so I went back in on Facebook groups and I had to seek out people who have children who are his his age. So I was looking for parents who had fourth graders or parents who had children who are between the ages of eight, nine, and 10, because my son is nine. And I made a status in several groups. And, y'all, I got an overwhelming amount of responses of parents, from parents, that stated that they had children who are 8, 9, 10, even younger, that would like to be a part of these Zoom meetings. Because what I was doing was I was going into these groups, and I'm trying to figure out people who have children around my son's age that would be willing to chat and chew with my son during lunchtime beginning next week or beginning the second week of school, depending on when you hear this podcast. So beginning the second week week of school, I have about, so far, about 23 parents who have expressed that they are interested in having their children meet with my son next week in the following week during the school year. To support him in making friends, you know, and they're not all in Delaware, they're all over the world, okay? So that is so amazing. That is so amazing. And my son, he's even excited now because he's like, okay, I can make some friends. Even though he's like, Mom, I wish we could meet in person. I'm like, son, let's take it one day at a time. Like, that's, it's COVID. I know it don't seem like COVID is still around, but COVID is still around. And I had to explain to him, you know, that's the only reason why we are doing a lot of these Zoom meetings is because COVID is in the area. But once COVID leaves, you know, there are a lot of homeschool groups that meet in person and we can hang out with them as well. And we're open to doing that. But one of the things he was real concerned about was socializing and I definitely understood so I had to do what I had to do as a mom and as a teacher to support him in not being worried about making friends so I did what I had to do and now he's gonna have a few friends so I'm excited about that and then last but not least one of the things that I did to prepare for homeschooling was I had to research the fourth grade learning standards I printed them out And now I'm making sure that everything that we do is aligned with these fourth grade learning standards. Because like I said, it's going to be one day, maybe he's going to want to go back to school. Maybe my son might want to go back to school. Maybe the situation might change where I have to go back to work. Hopefully not. I don't see it happening. But you never know. Um, but things change and he might want to go back to school and I want him to be learning on schedule what everybody else is learning. Now, you might not learn it in the way that everybody else is learning it, but because mommy is creative and I'm going to be creatively um, teaching you these standards, but you're going to learn just as much as what everybody else is learning, if not more, because that's how passionate I am about ensuring that my child is educated and not only educated but excited about being educated and learning things that's gonna support him in being a, a stand up person in society, that's gonna support him in being a critical thinker, that's gonna support him in using his brain, you know? So, those are some things that I did to prepare from homeschooling. And if you are a parent, who is new to this homeschooling situation, or if you are new to virtual learning, I really just wanted to share or leave you with some tips that can support you and just doing the best that you can at the end of the day. And even even if you aren't new to this, even if you are someone who is true to this, you have been homeschooling for forever I believe that if you listen to these tips tools and strategies I believe that you can gain something from this as well like you can take something away from this as as well that can support you and just you know bossing up right and being um a better being a better homeschool teacher or not even being a better homeschool teacher but can support you in Just being the best homeschool teacher that you can be at the end of the day, right? Because at the end of the day, we are not alone and we are all going through the same struggles right now. So we got to stick together. So these are some tips that I'm going to be implementing in my life and I encourage you to do the same. So first and foremost, what we have to do as parents, especially us new homeschoolers, teachers, us new virtual learning teachers, we have to breathe. Okay? We have to breathe. As a virtual learner or as a virtual educator, you being a parent in this space, you being a new homeschooling parent in this space, you have to breathe. You have to know that you can only do your best. That's it. Breathe and know you can only do your best. Breathing really helps when you're getting frustrated. Breathe. When you need to take a break, breathe. All right. So breathing is very, very important when it comes to, you know, just doing and being your best. It really, it really is. Breathing is important, so you won't get stressed out in this in this environment in this space. Um, secondly, what you want to do is you want to utilize your resources. You have to understand that you are not a teacher, especially to my virtual, especially to my parents who are. Engaged in this virtual learning space. You have to understand that you are not a teacher You did not go to school to be a teacher and the sole responsibility of teaching should not be on you So if your child needs extra assistance, you need to reach out to your school teacher Yes, and they need to put on their schedule some one-on-one time to support your child and learning what they need to learn point-blank period um, That's important. You got to utilize you know, utilize the free resources on YouTube. A lot of times if you, if your child is struggling with a subject, you can watch YouTube videos and they will break it down for you. Also, if your child is struggling with the subject, reach out to family members to see if they can help you. See if somebody you know in the family or a friend of yours is good in math or good in social studies or good in science. You will be surprised how many people you have around you that are very resourceful, but you don't know because you didn't ask, or so you're not using them. So I definitely encourage you to, you know, use your resources in that way. Also, tutors. Tutors are important to the success and growth of your child as a student. And a lot of times, a lot of parents say that they might not be able to afford tutoring depending on your income level. But you have to know that sometimes if you reach out to certain tutoring companies, they have scholarships. Like So You Need a Tutor, that's a tutoring company based in Wilmington, Delaware, but they also do virtual tutoring as well. And I know that sometimes they have scholarships available, and I know they're not the only organization that has scholarships available. So if you have a child who is struggling with a subject and you don't have nobody around you, the teacher has done all they can do, or they don't have... The time to do more and you need to invest in a tutorer. I encourage you to do that but do not be shy about asking them do they have any scholarships available to parents who need it it's okay all right so that's another you know thing that you can do for my parents that can support you and just you know taking a break and getting your child the resources that they need now last but not least one of the things that I encourage all my parents to do. It's along with breathing, but it's also you have to take a break, okay? We as parents, we have a lot of roles. And I'm talking about take a break as it pertains to this virtual learning space. Like I was going to say, we as parents, we have a lot of work a lot of roles. So we go to work, we come home, we we have to be Perfect mates, or not even perfect mates, but we have to be mates to our partners. We have to be, um, we have to, you know, we have to cook dinner. We got to be the maids. We got to, we got to do everything. We have a lot of roles that we have to play. And, you know, now this is an extra role that has been added on to our already busy, busy schedule, right? So you as a mom, you as a parent, you have to know that, listen. Know and understand that you have a lot of roles right now. And it is okay for you to take a break when you need to take a break. It's okay to take a break, okay? There's only 24 hours in a day. And if after you do everything that you have got done and you are tired, go to sleep. It's okay. It's okay for you to go to sleep, all right? You can do... You can only do what you can do. You can only do what you can do. Do all right. So that's all I have for y'all today. Y'all I really wanted to come on real quick. I really wanted to come on real quick and to talk to y'all about you know my homeschool experience. I really wanted to tell y'all why I decided to homeschool. I also wanted to talk about you know how I how I prepared to homeschool, and last but not least, I wanted to leave some advice, leave you with some advice that can support you in this virtual learning space if you find yourself getting frustrated or just fed up or whatever the case may be i want you to know that you are not alone you know this is a different thing for all of us but there is support out here for you and um if you want to continue this conversation i definitely encourage you to join my private facebook group boss talk conversations I am very active in the group, and I'll encourage you to join the group if you're going to be active as well. Now, if you like this episode, y'all, please share it with your friends and family via social media or, ed- or any other form. I will really, really appreciate that as well. And last but not least, if you are looking for someone to speak to your audience or do a workshop on the tools needed to design and live your best life, please email me. T-G-N at internetdevelops.com. Or you can visit my website, internet, A-N-T-I-N-E-T-T-E, develops.com. And I don't know if y'all know y'all, but I definitely wrote a book. And if you go to my website, internetdevelops.com, go to the shop section and you will see my book. And if you want a copy, just add it to your cart and it will be shipped out to you soon. I love y'all, I appreciate y'all, and I will be back soon. Talk to you later.